gee, I know what you're thinking, Brian. How are you possibly going to fill the next 47 minutes uh, of the broadcast? Well, that's the exciting part, folks. We have a brand new segment. Uh, this may be a one-off, but who knows? A night at the opera where Cody Cody has uh, donned a monocle, some spats, and a top hat, despite his windblown hair, and he went to the opera with uh, Dr. And Mrs. Cody, and uh, they are going to review La Traviata for us. That's as much opera as I know right there, La Traviata. Um, I'm gonna I, listen. I'm gonna be honest, and I know I sound like an uncultured boob. I have no interest in the opera. That's None. what you think, Brian. I've seen a couple operas. It's not for me. It's just musical theater with you know a couple hundred years of evolution. It's missing. not the it's not the age of the uh, the performance. It's not the age of the material. It's the fact that I don't speak many languages, and I. I just I get wait, lost when wait, I don't. When you went, did they have the super titles? No, there are no super titles. Okay, I this... didn't go to like some Marvel Mania opera, <laughs> La, La Spider Mania. I didn't go to that. I went to a, you know I, I don't even remember what opera. But Brian, like, snoozeroo. Brian, if you go to the Lyric Opera of Chicago, they have a screen above the stage that literally has subtitles, except they're called super titles because they're above the stage, sure. not below. You okay. can they tell you what they're saying. Mm, it's reading, isn't it? It's a little bit of reading. That sounds like a lot of work. I know you're literate. You're actually a lot smarter very, than you. I'm very literate. I, I've been reading for a long time. Yes. I started reading at about noon today, and I haven't stopped. So I have been <laughs> reading for six and a half hours almost. Very excited about it. No, it's not that I'm. It's not that I uh, purport myself to be a boob. You know, I love the arts. I just from from the operas that I've been exposed to, it's just not. Not for me. It's not my art of choice. I would rather go to the theater. I would rather, uh, you know, see uh, a, mu- a musical performance. There's just, I don't know. It's a, and uh, this is my perception. It's very pretentious. I don't know how you. I don't know how they let you in. Quite frankly, because <laughs> well, well, I know you had they tickets, open up so the door. Well, sure, but it seems you know, oh, the opera, everybody, oh, the, all the hoity-toity folks go to the opera. They let the me in. They let me in because I had a hot date. Well, that's that's true. If <laughs> you and I went together, we're never getting in that joint. Do you go to the Chicago Symphony ever? I, I yes, I've been to the Symphony. I do enjoy. You, do you enjoy yes, the Symphony? Just music, sure. The thing is, if you go to the opera, it's just like you're enjoying the Symphony with something to look at. Yeah. And there's really good vocals. I'm telling you. Here's right, listen, the other thing. Well, you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll tell us all about it. Well, you can okay. convince. Hey, hey uh, don't at me. All right, as the kids say. Oh, I'm not a fan of opera. Don't at me. Is that one of your squad goals? Uh, I don't have squad goals because I'm a girl boss. Um, wow. Yes. Hashtag. You want uh, <laughs> some espresso with that? And then prosecco. <laughs> oh, rosé all day. That's oh. What I'm do. I rosé all day, and then it's a uh, hashtag team brunch. That's what we're gonna do. I can't compete with the guy who's got a, a, a young millennial daughter to Listen, absorb all these references. Plus, I hang around with six-year-olds all day, so I, I'm getting it from all. I, I'm uh, I'm very up on Paw Patrol all the way up to and excluding La Traviata. Do six-year-olds drink rosé all day? No, but their moms do. Because uh, they have to deal with six-year-olds, mm-hmm. and the teachers do, and then other people that you know. I mean, I'm in the uh, Instaverse, Cody. I'm out there. I'm I'm all about the social media. Where in the Instaverse are you? Lost in the Instaverse. I'm lost in the yes. I'm lost in translation. <laughs> Me and Bill Murray. Just we're all looking so for. Uh, this is going to make two what? two huh? out of three people of the team here that will be going to the opera. Well, we're a team now. Yeah, you hear that? Well, we're a team. <laughs> well, it's Team Noonan. <laughs> 
I'm very excited. Roger, it's draft day, and Roger drafted himself. No, that Roger knows he's part of the team. You're going to the opera as well? Yeah, we're going to the uh, Chicago Opera in May, and we are going to see their presentation of West Side Story. Which is a musical, right? West Side Story is not an opera. Yes, oh, it is. Like it was originally it was originally intended as an opera. He Bernstein wrote it as an opera originally. I mean, that was the gist going into it. You've get uh, you, the rest read of your the background. team. Read the rest your background. of the team is giving you a very dubious look. I mean, Game of background. Thrones was originally a short story about Bran, literally, and it became five <laughs> books in an HBO show. <laughs> I wouldn't say if you're like, oh, what's a good it story is. about a little kid that can talk to animals? Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's what that's about. <laughs> Listen, I I know that West Side Story is just uh, the warriors in olden times. That's what. That's all it is. Uh, you know, I know I'm a jet. Once I'm a jet, all yeah. that blah blah blah. I once met a girl named Maria. All that other hogwash. Come out to sing. Yeah. <laughs> Clink, 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 come fight the sharks. Clink, 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 clink. That was the scariest theater, movie-going experience I ever had when I went to see the Warriors when it opened. My brother Dennis and I went, and we went to like a 10 o'clock show at the Western Heights Theater in Chicago Heights. Um, in the morning? No. Uh, probably not the, the best environment for my brother and I to be in at 10.30 while the Warriors was playing. <laughs> So uh, it, was the only time, it was the only time I was really worried that I wasn't going to get out of a movie theater alive. <laughs> you thought they were all waiting for you outside? No, <laughs> I was sitting amongst them. Oh. The clientele was a little <laughs> little rough. A little dicey. Well, the, well, you know, the back row was a bunch of guys in baseball jerseys with their pa- faces painted. Oh, no, that's not, that part is not true. <laughs> but uh, the, clientele was, the clientele was rough. It was rough trade night at the Western Heights. <laughs> If people uh, and everybody from the South Suburbs, oh, why would you even go to the Western Heights? Because the Warriors was playing at ten thirty. So you know, and for some reason, my parents were like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." What are you, you Dennis? You and Dennis go because there's three more at home if something horrible happens to you guys. So you know, there that was the nice thing about having that many siblings. And I don't know if your parents felt this way, Cody. They probably cherished you, um, but there was always a few spares around for us if, if something went wrong. They knew, you know, we'd be sad for a couple minutes but then the other three would be high maintenance enough to make up for the two that were lost <laughs> yeah no as soon as they realized how much i liked video games they're like cool that one will survive yeah, while the other two tried to kill each right, other right because he's never going to leave the house he won't be dating it'll be uh he'll be nice and safe in his bedroom that'll be good uh all right we so we got to take a break we the show is almost over <laughs> come on team let's pull it together now that, now that we have a team, I'm very excited. Team Noonan. I'm going to get a big C to wear on my, uh, whatever shirt I wear in here every day so you guys remember that I'm the captain. Uh, I was I did something last night that I have not done in a long time, and uh, I was taking some heat from people for not sharing where I did this, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And then, very exciting, after 6.30, oh man, the culture is going to come pouring out of this show like uh, an open wound. We're going to talk all about the opera, and uh, I'll... Talk to you when it's over. Uh, so we'll do all of that after this. It's WGN. I want to live in America. Of course. You didn't think I'd know what that is? I knew you would know what that of is. Of course. You have to know it. If you live it, if you live in America, you've heard of West Side Story. You know you know the music. You've been inundated with it. You uh, remember the, the always sultry Rita Moreno. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. So, you know. 
She, I think she's about 100 now. But, wow. Uh, yeah. I don't think she's that old. She's still got it, though, that Rita Moreno. Uh, so last night, people, you know, when I started here at WGN many years ago, I came from um, the stand-up comedy world. I had been doing stand-up around the country for a long time. And I got here, and uh, I let some people get into my head that, uh, you know, you didn't really want to be a stand-up. You, you, if you are going to be a radio guy, you had to be a radio. So I kind of put stand-up aside, and I didn't do it for a long time. Uh, and over the course of the years that I've been here, you know, I've done some uh, MC work and, and things like that, and I've hosted shows, uh, and I've done a couple stand-up things. And a few months ago, Dan Dybert, who used to work here at WGN, asked me if I wanted to do a show with him. He was doing Last night he was going to be doing a fundraiser for the Lake Villa Township Lions Club. And he was like, "Listen, I need somebody." He said, "I know when you, you know, when you did stand up before, you were a headline and blah 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 blah. But would you be interested in doing this?" And I, I took a couple days. I said to him, "I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to think about this because I haven't done it in a while." And quite, for any of us, if you haven't done something in a long time, you may be nervous about doing it again, which is where I was because, as crazy as I am, and if you've listened to this show. For more than 38 seconds, you realize how nuts I usually am. I wanted to go back and be at the level I was, you know, 10 years ago, which is not realistic. If you haven't, if you haven't played baseball since you were in high school, and all of a sudden you go out to play for your company softball team, thinking that you can still, uh, you know, run to first base in three seconds and hit home runs on a regular basis, you're going to be sadly mistaken. So... I decided I'll do the show. Now, this is two months ago. I had two months to, uh, to start preparing myself for this. I started preparing for the show on Friday because I believe that procrastination fuels me. And uh, being under the gun is what makes me more creative. I had been, take, I had been using... Because here's the other thing. There was a part of me that was like, I'm not doing any of my old material because that's old. Why would, I, why would I do something else? I need to do all new material. That's what I'm going to do. Well... Uh, new material, one, takes a while to write, and two, usually is worked out on stage a number of times before you, you know, feel that you're ready to do it. Yeah, that's hogwash. That's for amateurs. I'm no amateur. So I'd been taking notes and coming up with stuff, and Friday I sat down. Well, fast forward to last night, so I do the show. And I had been getting uh, comments from people asking where the show was. And Dan had said, uh, I see you're not really promoting the show. And it was because I didn't... I didn't have enough confidence to want people to come and see it. You know, because you, Cody, you had asked me a couple times where it was, and I was very vague. Oh, it's somewhere way out in McHenry County. I don't know. I don't know. I knew it was too far for me to exert effort enough to get there. Oh, yeah, there. it was very far. Yeah. It that's, was very that's far. That's the way you made it sound. And it was. It was uh, 50 miles from my garage to the door of the venue. It's a lot of miles. It was a lot of miles uh, in the middle of nowhere. I actually thought, you know, the children of the corn were going to come out. I kept driving and driving. I thought there was going to be, like, a kid with really close-set eyes playing the banjo at one point. It was... It it was insane, uh, the distance. And it was foggy, too, so it was like I was driving in. It was like I was driving into my own horror movie. And I was going to be, stand-up comedy was the monster that was going to devour me. Uh, but, who would have thunk it? It went very well. Uh, turns out I, I, I still have it, Cody. I still got the, uh, still got the, uh, the comedy muscle. Of course you do. Well, see, that you say that now, and, and other people said it, too. And it, but you, you also know me. I also so know I was, it's an art, and comedy's really hard. 
and I've only done yeah. improv. I don't know. I don't, you know, I haven't done stand up, but I, I have a vague understanding of what it takes to do it and yeah. the, the timing involved and the having the material and all that. So I, yeah, I, I'm not comfortable jumping up on an improv stage right now because yeah. I haven't done it in a few years. I, so I get you. So yeah, it was, but one of my buddies had said, you know, it's 20 to 25 minutes. He said, but I know you, you're going to write so much stuff and have so much stuff prepared. You're going to go in thinking that you're going to do an hour. And that's true. I had so much material written and so much new stuff I wanted to do. And I got, I asked them to give me a light at 15. So I'd noticed I had five minutes left. They gave me the light. And I was like, really? I hadn't, I did almost none of the new material because I was working the crowd and, you know, talking and going off on tangents and buying candy from the Lions Club. And it was uh, the whole thing. Did they have to play you off? Well, they, they, if if there had been an orchestra, I probably would have been played off. But no, once he gave me the light, I was like, "All right." I I also understand I, it wasn't my show. I was I was the opener, so I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to do that. But um, so I came off, and then Dan went up, and he had a great show, and they were very happy. So the uh, Lake Villa Township Lions Club was uh, was great, and we had a good time at uh, at the venue, which was. Um, as I'm looking, trying to find it now. Parkway uh, Banquets up in uh, Ingleside, Illinois. I didn't even know Ingleside was a place. I think it's just like five or six uh, really nice houses on a lake. Ah. Not bad. From what I could see, again, it was very foggy. <laughs> very foggy. But here's the, here's the takeaway from this. We're gonna be, I'm going to be doing this more often now. I'm gonna be, I'm, I, I realized how much I missed it. I realized uh, you know, how much my ego needs to be stroked by uh, strangers in a room. Somewhere off a lake, so it's gonna uh, we're gonna do that more because people are like, "Where's it gonna be?" And then I had people like old comic friends of mine calling back bits that I couldn't even remember. Hey, are you gonna do this? And I was like, "I don't remember." Boy, that sounds uh, hilarious. <laughs> They're like, "No, you're gonna do it." Because even Dad said, "Aren't you gonna do any of your old stuff, your comfortable stuff?" I said, like, "I can't remember it." That's why I had to write the new stuff because I couldn't remember any of the old stuff. All right, enough of that. Enough of that quote-unquote art form. Now, after the news, we're going to, oh, man, as I said, culture going to be, you're going to be listening to this show, and you're going to think Milt Rosenberg is back. There's going to be so much culture coming at you. Oh, man, then you mean the program will get good? Wow. <laughs> what team are you on, Roger? <laughs> Guess who just got put on waivers? <laughs> Guess who's on waivers? This is it. You know how easy it is to put Roger on waivers? There. Now he's off. Cone of silence. Boom. There's a, that's that's how we do it. I don't cotton to that. You think Joe Madden would put up with that? You think, uh, you think I don't know Joe Madden. He's the Cubs man. I know who you he think is. Ricky wait, Joe, wait, Joe Madden's a football player. No, that was John Madden. He was the coach of the Raiders in the CBA. <laughs> don't talk. Don't don't do sports, Cody. You embarrass yourself. <laughs> Stick to the opera, culture man. All right, we're gonna do this. Then maybe there's news. Maybe I'll just read the news since we had to cut our uh, cut our teammate who does the news. We'll see after this. WGN. No, your radio didn't suddenly get uh, switched to WFMT. This is still me, Brian Noonan on WGN. This is the drinking song from La Traviata. And you may say to yourself, "Why on earth are you playing that?" And I would say, "I have no idea." No, it is uh, the the uh, this uh, new segment. It's uh, Night at the Opera uh, with our own Cody Goff and his uh, and his uh, lovely bride, Doctor Mrs. Uh, Casey Goff. Hello. Uh, do you even use your? I don't know what your last name is. I don't know what last name you use. I didn't want to. Officially, I, it's Goff now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, 
Dr. Casey is here with Mr. Cody. It depends on which government agency you ask. Yeah, see, I don't want to. And I ask only now, it's very awkward. But anyway, Casey and Cody are here. They went to the opera. And uh, it's a place you wouldn't catch me, probably. So uh, we thought, well, let's add a little culture. And we review theater here all the time. We talk about music. We talk about all kinds of things. But we have never talked about the opera. And uh, you wanted to talk about the opera. so I did. I mean, we went. Figured we should talk about it. You do your bow tie theater review. I do. We're we're doing our monocle theater review. Oh, the monocle, (laughs) the monocle opera reviews. Yes, actually, let's go with cummerbund. Cummerbund. Yeah, cummerbund. I like uh, it. I like it. Do you go? Do you say cumber or cummer? You know, it's correct to say cummerbund. Yeah. Yeah. Cummerbund. I thought so. It was good. So La Traviata. What's uh, what does that translate into? The Uh, trivial. The Fallen Woman. Is that right? Yeah, so oh, it's already juicy. I like it already. Yeah, it actually no, yeah. starts out, the first scene is a woman just thinking about how much she loves to drink. Really? And that's all, so Rosé All Day is wow. is the, actually the theme of the opera. <laughs> it's actually what I'm trying to All right. So you might like it. Well, you never know. I like drunk women. <laughs> you also don't have to stay awake that long, because the first act is 30 minutes, with okay. a 20-minute intermission after that. Are they that tired? Yeah. The, the, do you, are there actors, I guess, singers, performers? What would you call them? Involved performers. Performers. Yeah. All right. Second Again, act. I'm not, I don't mean any disrespect. I'm not, I just don't know the official moniker. It seems like it would be tiring because there's no mics. It's just their voice in that right. giant, giant room. So it's a lot of you know, the breathing. The Lyric Opera House is, yeah. Right. But it's great. Huge space. So second act is 45 minutes, followed by a 25-minute intermission, and then the third act is 30 minutes. So you're never you're never sitting down for more than thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, forty five minutes, thirty minutes. That's good because I got to be honest. I am not a fan of the seats at the Lyric Opera House. <laughs> oh, really? They are not. Uh, they're not. They're not like the Cadillac Palace or uh, Niedermeyer Theater comfortable. I'm very. Su- I'm very surprised you're so down on the Lyric Opera. I I found it comfortable. I found it really? aesthetically pleasing. Their really? neo neoclassical revisionist architectural <laughs> style. Is huh. that right? That I don't know. Like <laughs> Seems like a big uh, limestone room to me. Vertical <laughs> I, lines. Vertical I, lines. I, I don't know. I mean, look, opera is just uh, here. Here's the thing. There, how many musicals from the last 30 or 40 years actually are still playing? You know, a handful, some of the really good ones, right? Sure. You've got all these operas. They're still running 300 years later, 200 yeah. years later. This one's from 1852, I believe. Does that say that nobody wants to write them anymore? <laughs> Could that be the point that we argue? It's because they resonate okay. w- with the human so experience. What is, it's about a drunk woman. A is, fallen is there anything, woman. A fallen woman. Yeah. From a ladder? Balcony? <laughs> She's a courtesan. Oh, very nice. So we have to go back. It's an 18th sure. century, very opulent, aristocratic yes. kind of scenario. And she starts out singing about how life is just pleasure. And pleasure is the only thing that's worth anything. And nothing else matters except champagne and pleasure. And we're all like, yeah. Yeah. It's a party. Um, and then someone declares his love. And then she's like, well, maybe life is actually about love. And then she gets really mm. into this like love thing. She gets on the love train. <laughs> and, uh, she gets on the love train. <laughs> and then the father, wow. the father appears. And the father will... Of her father or no, the guy's father? the guy's father. Okay. Because she's not a very uh, respectable no. match by any means. And he will continue to manage this relationship for the remainder of the opera. He really? He's extremely present. He just pops up all the time. Okay. 
It's true. It's always there. Now, you speak other languages, Casey. Do you speak Italian? No, I understand the Italian words that are the same in Spanish. Okay. But in opera, you don't really understand. Even if you speak the language, you would need... Because it's extended out. Like It's really hard to understand like the words themselves. So what I like to do is I'll glance up at the screen, and then usually it takes them about five minutes to say what's on the screen, and so then you just remember that and you watch them. Oh, it's not... It's not um, happening like in closed captioning. It's not fast. It's okay. not super fast. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. the the line it'll say a line above the screen above the stage that'll literally say something like, "Oh father, how I've missed you." And you know, you glance up and then you watch for about a minute and it takes them that long to say, "Oh father, I missed you." And then, you know, it's and then it will fade in a couple, you know, a couple other words. They never show more than 10 words at a time, 10 yeah. or 12 words at a time. Okay. So there's not a lot of reading involved. It's very <laughs> Again, I enjoy reading. I'm not anti-reading. It's so if you're on Twitter and you like Twitter but you think I don't, that like, eh, 140 Twitter. characters too much, this is this is even Here, fewer. No, the, I hate Twitter. Here's the case. So I, I might would, like an opera. I would make for for opera. I'm not I've seen like maybe four operas, okay. so I'm not like I like dressing up. I like sure. going to fancy places. I like the spectacle of it. Like the costumes are amazing. Mm-hmm. The set's amazing. It Did sounds really have good. Did Viking horns in this one? No, oh. no. Unfortunately, no. It was like very 18th century. But right. yeah, it's just a big decadent spectacle. And if you take a little nap, it, you take a little nap. <laughs> and that's nice too. <laughs> yeah, but again, I'm not a big fan of spending a lot of money to nap. It is I can expensive. nap at home. It is expensive. Yeah, the op- yeah. And that's the other thing. The opera has a... Uh, and maybe it's it's probably wrong, but it's got the, the the reputation of being just for the well healed. It's very exclusive, you know. It's not it, opera is not uh, you know like theater. They had the groundlings, and and yeah. the, the common man was able to sit in there and wipe mutton juice on the, each other's hair. Where the opera, it was only for the, the high society went to the opera. Yeah, and I do not. Uh, I do not think of myself in that realm, and so perhaps that's why I've had a thing like, I don't want to... I know. saw a lot of yoga pants tonight, though. At the uh, opera? Yeah, yeah. That's un- I know, see, right? That's see, now you're offended. I, of course I'm offended. Because <laughs> uh, the high society doesn't wear a Lululemon to go to a day at the opera. Well, it's comfortable. No. No, you must dress for the occasion. You two are dressed very nice. I've never seen Cody dress this nicely. He looks very nice. Yeah. <laughs> did all right. You're having a good influence on him, Casey. That's very nice. All right, so... Do uh, we, we don't want to spoil it, even though it's been around for hundreds of years. I I'm didn't sure know what was going to happen, end. and it, I was surprised. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, it's funny. Like, uh, and the, We've seen a couple oh. operas at the Lyric. We're not regular goers, but operas are funny. The, I mean, there are lines that got everybody yeah. laughing. Yeah. There was a really funny line about, about how doctors are allowed to lie to their patients, which really resonated with yeah. the crowd for some reason. Um, and also, like the 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 things that would be like totally ridiculous and like uh, and melodramatic and soap opera and, yeah. and regular opera without the soap, <laughs> you you can actually get away with it. It's cool. So like at one point, the father asked the son how he feels, and the son's like, "I feel as if my heart were being devoured by a thousand serpents." Ooh, like, I think that's a good line. That's a great line. So I mean, we've all felt that way, but Was maybe that we up didn't on know the board? it. It was. Okay. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they translated it. Are there crib notes in the program? It's a very large program. It is. It's substantial. Yeah. It's mostly ads, though. Oh, okay. A couple articles. Anybody? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know any big name uh, opera singers. Were there any? Who's the? Who are the headline opera singers in this production? So the lead role is Violetta or Violetta Valeri, um, who's the the woman that's the focus of it. The and, one. Yeah. And tonight, I guess the. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but the regular 
singer who performs that role has laryngitis. Oh, no. Uh, so she was replaced, uh, or uh, replaced, yeah, I guess is the word, sure. by uh, Emily Burson was filling in, B-I-R-S-A-N, uh, Burson, Bierson. Uh, <laughs> but Emily uh, crushed it. Like, really? uh, she came out for the curtain call like eight times. The crowd really? went ballistic. I mean, she was wow. phenomenal. And, you know, this is a quote-unquote understudy. I mean, just yeah. the, the sheer level of of, wow. of, uh, of expertise at the lyric. And also the father of the I mean, the, everyone was really, really great, but but okay. especially her, and I think the father of the lead male character, this this guy that kind of manipulates the plot, just unbelievable. It was very, very powerful, uh, very powerful voice. And right. there are bullfights. Bullfights. I won't say when bullfights, or how. You say yes, hmm. but 18th century parents, but also bullfights. All right. So. I won't say, you know, I won't say necessarily there were giant um, skeleton animals running around the stage at any point. Or but gypsies. See? Now your interest is peaked. <laughs> is it? There were gypsies. All right. Were there tramps and thieves? All right. Let me just say this. It was better It was better than some musicals that we've both seen recently. Okay. So, you know. <laughs> that is true. There's, and we've seen a lot of good there's musicals. There's one would be hard to beat. But, but there's, uh, there's one or two sure. that, you know, that are a little missed. So, uh, you know, no, it's, again, uh, it's, not, it's not that I can't appreciate that people love this art form and that it's been around for centuries. And it's just, it's never, the ones I've seen, I never fell in love with it. Yeah. It's not something that I have a desire. If somebody said, hey, we have two tickets to the Lyric, would you like to go? I would probably say, let me check my calendar. And then I would pray that there was something going on, uh, toe surgery, anything. Uh, and if not, then I would go, and I would be pleasant, and I would pro- maybe I would enjoy it. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Uh, it just I'm not uh, I'm not drawn to it yeah. as I am to other things. It, because again, I have that impression that it's inaccessible to me. I, it took a few times for me to really enjoy one, and even now, yeah. sometimes I'm like, all right, we get it. You're dying. It's it's For been twenty acts? minutes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think the hardest thing too is just to like relax with the plot points because usually we're okay. looking for what's coming next, right? And just to appreciate the like the music and like the the costumes and the subtle things and just to kind of like slow down because it's it's from a slower era. Have you been to uh, now? This was an Italian opera. Have you been to operas in other of other? Have you been to a German opera or a I've, Spanish I've, yeah, opera? Um, yeah, Spanish, Russian, German. Okay, um, yeah. Are the, do you enjoy them equally, or is there one language that you find more pleasant to your ear? I honestly, I don't, I don't, um, I don't have a language preference. I like to play the game where I see how much I can pick out, <laughs> but I have no like standards for myself with it. Well, how did you play that game, Cody? How many? How much did you pick out? I understood zero words. Zero words. All right. Zero words. But <laughs> zero words. So I, you lost the game. The Italian was beautiful, though. I think yeah. the last. What was the, it's a romance language, as I'm uh, led to believe. Very romantic. Is it? Super Extremely, romantic. Yeah. The last. Sure, I always get uh, very. Uh, I like to pitch woo at an Olive Garden. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also mafia. There's a lot you can do in Italian. There's a lot you can do. <laughs> the last show we saw was in a different language, and I I think I prefer the Italian. So I don't know. I, I think I think that there is a perception widespread that it's inaccessible. I think there are some classic musicians listening to you right now screaming at, oh, at, sure their, they are. at their radios. And because I interviewed sure they are. I interviewed an opera singer a couple years ago on my podcast, okay. and and uh, and his thing was just like you. There are all these perceptions, and mm-hmm. there are all these stigmas, and you think it's it's harder, but. Really, it's not. And once you go, you go there and you're like, oh, this is just, it's just like a theatrical performance with really good music and phenomenal singing. Oh, I'm not. I, at, uh, at the, again, the yeah. talent is not the question. Yeah. The, the, the talent is, uh, you know, I appreciate all that. And I know, uh, you know, the musicians are playing mu- music, so it doesn't matter to me. 
It's just the the perception of in, inaccessibility. Yeah, for, exactly. But and, I would say and my if, desire to go. I would say if you live in the area and you've not been in the Lyric Office of Chicago for a show, see La Traviata or something. Because just give it a shot. If okay. if you have that, if you have that, worry, how long is this production running? Through March twenty second. Where can I get tickets? At the Lyric Opera of Chicago website dot com dot tumblr dot org. I thought you would have this all prepared for your big review slash Twitter. Look, if you don't know how to either find the Lyric Opera of Chicago on the internet or on a telephone, then uh, I understand I, that. Do they have phones there? That, do you think they answer the phone? What language do they do when they answer? Actually, a valid question. Yeah, most places don't. <laughs> the phone? What are, what are you, me? I'm going to call them. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> we don't do anything by phone, sir. Did you you really are. Uh, we're getting uh, some reviews of your review from the 847. Cody, your wife is oh so darling and adorable. Great personality. And then two emojis. So you may want to uh, trace this number. Thank and, you. Uh, have these... Have this person checked out. It depends on what the emojis are. There's a couple that I would not appreciate. There's a smiley, a heart, and then is that an eggplant? No, I don't, I don't think that's an eggplant. Mm, wow, that tick got weird fast. No, a smiley and a heart. Yeah, I'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, listen. Well, it's your you know your relationship. I don't want to die. Jump in. All right. So uh, so you're saying I need to go see an opera? That's what you're saying. That's what I'm getting from this it's, conversation. It's worth checking out. And some operas are better than others. Some are more accessible. Go for short. Go for action packed. <laughs> yeah. Is it Die Hard the opera? Is that coming Ooh, anytime that's soon? That's not a bad idea though. All right. Something. Oh. It does say on the Lyric Opera's website. Uh, website. 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 Untouchables. It's going to be fantastic. All the West Side Story is just flooding into my brain. <laughs> wow. Edward G. Robinson was not in West Side Story, by the way. It doesn't matter. All right, go ahead. So, uh, uh, anyway, uh, on the Lyric Opera's website, they show the running time of every opera. Okay. So you'll know exactly how long you're in for. So if you're going to go to, like, maybe the ring cycle or something where it's five to six hours, maybe you oh, see that running, Maybe you see that running time <laughs> and you think, maybe not the best first opera to see. I don't want to see anything for five or six hours. <laughs> I think in under three hours, <laughs> under three hours, this is pretty great. And hey, you're getting bang for your buck. Sure. You're getting a lot of bang for your buck. A three hours of entertainment? I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that but you got to wander out to the lobby with all the swells a couple times during intermission. I don't know what... No. Is there anywhere where they're cleaning the top hats or... No, no. Just the cummerbunds. Yeah. Which I give this two out of two cummerbunds. Oh, two out of two? <laughs> yeah. Boy, that, that doesn't leave a lot of room for... Uh, there's no real middle ground in your... Scale. And Opera yet. is like that. It, it either succeeds <laughs> either, or it fails. Either love it or hate it. So there you go. And again, uh, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not besmirched, because I'll be honest, I have a thing for Renee Fleming. Really? Yeah, for years I've had this thing for her. Who is that? She's like one of the premier uh, opera singers in the country. Uh, so you already know. I know things. You've got edges. I know things. <laughs> I have layers, many, many layers. Usually they're under fleece. Uh, <laughs> all right, so two out of two, uh, two out of two cummerbunds for La Traviata playing now at the Lyric Opera through sometime. Cody doesn't really do that research. He figures you're an adult. You can find out if you want to go to the opera. March 22nd. March 22nd at the Lyric Opera House in Chicago. Somewhere on Wacker. If you can't find it, it's a big limestone-looking building. Take the uh, water taxi. It goes right up behind. Very you. visible from. It's the very visible. Uh, Lyric.google.com.opera. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't sound. That doesn't sound right at all. It might not be right. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Use your Google machine. All right, let's do this. Then we'll start wrapping things up because we're tired. We've been we've been on the air for almost forty minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I got to take a breath. 
All right. Thanks for listening and being part of the program. We're off next week, but we will update you. I will update you from New Orleans about uh, all that is happening. Karen Conti is here. Her show's coming up after the news. Boy, uh, it's too bad you don't have any legal stories oh this week. Oh, my gosh. Everyone is talking about the Three Stooges here. We've yeah. got our Kellys, uh, Mr. Jussie and Robert Kraft. We're, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Yeah. How do they How do they decide bail? Because now uh, Jussie Smollett was, a, what, hundred grand, and R. Kelly was a million dollars. How do they decide the bond amount? They look at the gravity of the crime. They look at his chances of fleeing. They look at what kind of assets he has. Right. And apparently uh, he hasn't made bail yet, R. Kelly, that is. And uh, and I'm not sure why. He was worth $150 million at some point. At some point, but they say he was uh, having a lot of trouble paying his bills. Hard so. to believe, right? Yeah, but they say, uh, you know, a lot of people blow through that kind of money, you know, and they've got a lot wow. of people on the payroll. A lot of I'd like to try. Out. I just yeah. like to try right. to see how, how that feels. How about it? How about it? Were you shocked at all by the um, the outcome or the apparent outcome of the Jesse Smollett thing? Not really, because we heard the stories. Right. You know, we, but I, I guess I didn't think it, it just sounds so contrived and so stupid to do that if that's in fact what he did. But it just, he seems like he could have come up with a better plot. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like a reason. They're the, no. I'm not happy with how no. I, my amount of pay. There are that, better, that better seems... ways to handle that. Yeah. You, you hire a good agent. Well, and I want to, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be interested because I know you'll uh, touch on this, if not dwell on it. His, his lawyer's plan to defend him now is to attack the police department. That seems to be what's coming out. And I'm like, wait a minute, the police department, uh, if you were somebody else, you could attack them for putting all the manpower on this case. But boy, they really uh, they really poured everything they had into investigating this. And Eddie Johnson kept coming out every time there was any sort of suspicion. Like, no, he is a victim. He is a vi-. So up until everything unraveled, I thought the police department handled this this particular case, you know, for, all their, for all their problems. They handled this particular case... And- Right. Very well. And by the way, Google Eddie Johnson's speech, if you haven't heard it, uh, when he announced the charges. It was a beautiful speech. Mm-hmm. It talked about victims, people who are the you know, uh, gay, lesbian community, uh, African-Americans who have been discriminated against. And, and this is a guy who, if he did what they allege him to have done, um, really just did a huge disservice to yeah. those communities. You exactly. know, Not to mention waste resources that we could be using for like mm, gun violence. Yeah, well, there's a few other things that the police yeah. could be doing rather than chasing a made-up story. I think everyone's mad at him. Yeah. You know, everyone. Liberals, conservatives, do. everyone's mad at him. Good. Well, I'll be interested to uh, to hear what you're talking about. Have a about. great Karen, trip to New Orleans. Thank you. I cannot wait. Karen Conti coming up on the other side of the news. We will talk to you later. Here, everyone's favorite weatherman, Tom Skilling. Weekday afternoons at 4 on the Rocon Show with Anna DeVolante's 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users just say play WGN Radio on TuneIn. It is 7-ish with the news. Oh, my. My favorite former teammate, Roger Badish.